not a great shirt. Yeah. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we're going to do... So I'm going to be the monster, but what we what we both want to do is we want to be in, like, grayscale. So, like, turn oh, our so skin Oh, so, like, you're going to be black and white? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> Well, I guess at least as long as you've got like a long sort of outfit, you can mostly. Yeah, I, so it's going to be most difficult for her because she's got, she's going as the bride of Frankenstein. Right. So she's got this kind of dress, but like the basically the top half of her torso and some arms and stuff is going to be, need to be covered in that stuff where I'm, I'm doing like just head and neck. And then I was even thinking of just wearing gloves mm-hmm. so that I would avoid, you know, as much. Right. You know, make it as easy as possible. Because just making my face look monstrous and then on top of that also being grayscale, I think it's going to be a lot of work. A lot of work. So, yeah. yeah. But it could be pretty cool. Yeah. The con- I, like the, the, the face paint we did for Joker and, and Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. like actually was really easy because we just did more like a comic book or we, we did more like the animated series. Yeah. Look where it was like pretty much just take the white and make everything completely white. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, and then Joker, you know, was, uh, I think we did a little bit. I can't if we did a little bit of eye makeup, but it was mostly just get that grin, get a good, like solid red grin. Like, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, there was definitely a little bit of eye makeup because it dark, darkened around the eyes a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the hair, that was the tricky one because he, like, legitimately dyed his hair green. <laughs> and so, because he has black, like, almost black hair, like, we had to mm-hmm. bleach it and then go do the green Yeah, on top of that. Um, but actually, it turned out really good. Like, the color was really good. Um. And it was funny, it was like the, the day after, um, you know, washed his hair and it was kind of like cruddy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was still kind of greenish, but not like totally green. And um, he he had to go to work like that day. So he went to work like in costume <laughs> and uh, like did he did like the, the movie Joker that time, which was just way easier. It was just basically just like splatter a little bit of makeup on your face. Like, yeah. Which, yeah, it's like everybody that does, like, that Joker, like, the movie Joker versus, like, the, any Well, other, yeah, the Nolan movie Joker. The, yeah, the Christopher Nolan Joker. Such a late, much lazier makeup job. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, you don't even have to, like, it doesn't have to go on good. It's just, like, take black and throw it at your eyeballs and then just smash some red on your face and you're done. Yeah, and get, just get a little bit of white in there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I... I yeah, my my makeup like was a, like the the Harley Quinn one was actually a little bit like more worked because you had to get like the you know the bandit looking yeah mask. The, the mask and then the like, then the the lipstick yeah yeah so that one you actually like the the only hard part really on the Joker was just getting a good smile mm-hmm. shade and we practiced I practiced that a couple of times. Before we did like went out that night, like I think the night before we practiced once, yeah, with that just to you know, figure something out. Yeah, when we when we did when uh, I got help doing the Bowie, like we did a, a 
trial run mm-hmm. like a few weeks earlier. Yeah. Do you have one of those crazy like heads for wigs or or did you not get one? Uh no, I don't have a, a head wig. <laughs> wig head? I don't have a wig head. Say wig head cuz head wig is a totally different thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not familiar with the musical? No. There's a musical called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Uh-huh. And that's about um Wizards? No. It's about <laughs> Was that the wiz- was that the Harry Potter guy? Also? Uh, what? Hedwig? I'm sure there's a guy in Harry Potter named Hedwig. <laughs> Neither of us know anything about Harry Potter. I watched the movies. You watched all of the movies? Yeah. That was a thing. Um that's, Who made you do that? Uh, my girlfriend. When she's uh, over a few months. W- was it was it because at some point like you'd been dating for a couple of months and then she found out that you've never seen any of them? She was like, "Shut up! You're watching them. I hate you." Kind of, and just made you do it. Not exactly. Not exactly <laughs> that. It was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't as much malice as you put into it. Uh, <laughs> But it was basically, I'm sure it was a reaction similar, maybe not quite as strong as if you'd found out she'd never seen any of the Ghostbusters movies. Uh, it's it's about the reaction I had whenever I found out she'd never really seen any of the original Star Wars movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like that like, kind of a thing? How are you alive right now? And like, uh-huh. and so, yeah. Uh so yeah, watched all those Harry, Harry Potter movies, and I don't. I'm. Oh, I get why some people like it. I don't like them, but <laughs> is it? Do you not like them because of all like the stupid baby tag British words for everything? <laughs> you mean like Booberman? Yeah, like I don't like. There's just so many of that, so much of that crap. Like once I heard Muggle, I was already like, oh, I can't stand the idea of this. And I was out. Oh, yeah. No, the word <clears throat> muggle. Like hurts me to the core. Uh, and I just want to I kind of want to throw up a little bit every time I hear it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that 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 concept I find like just atrocious. But yeah, like all of their like. Like all of their magic spells and stuff are all like like baby fake British Latin kind of stuff mm. and uh ugh, but like that's not even the worst part like <laughs> the, like the first few movies like sort of set the pace of like how they're going to do all of the storylines for every movie after that which is there's a formula and it's like there's like a setup a twist and i'm putting twist in air quotes and then <laughs> because you totally already see it coming yeah and then a, and then a payoff and like the but the funny thing is like the twist nine times out of a hundred like nine times out of ten like it revolves around like the character they introduced mm-hmm. or the items or uh, uh uh ideas they introduced at the beginning of the movie and then like so it's like it's like the idea of like don't don't film a gun if you're not going to shoot it, shoot it, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like, but like every new phrase or character is a gun and then they end up shooting it. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, and, and, and everything is like 
started and then wrapped up and the and <laughs> and also all of the children cannot fathom the idea of telling a superior or some sort of authority figure about anything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it to, to me. It's like, OK, I get why kids would be really into these this book series because it's like the ultimate <clears throat> like uh, like child empowerment like oh the parents are so dumb they're like we're just a bunch of dumb kids who solve everything <laughs> uh, uh, and it's like oh man you could have actually resolved this in two minutes had you told anybody about it uh-huh. but you decided to do it on your own because you're a bunch of idiot kids <laughs> and uh and also they they, they also like like everything about the school that they're in is like Guess what? This thing you're doing could kill you. Like all of these things are lethal. And it's like and they just kind of like laugh in the face of death, like at every assignment. And then like like the fourth or so movie in, like somebody dies and they all act like it's a big deal. And I'm like, why is it a big deal? Nobody thought mortality was much of an issue before. (laughs) Or like, how is this a surprise to you? Yeah. Like, oh, this thing that you said uh a lot of people die and somebody died and now you care yeah wow (laughs) we're gonna have all of these students do this thing that that is like guaranteed to probably kill two out of three of these people but we're gonna have them do it and then one of them died oh my god (laughs) yeah i yeah Uh. i don't know i i saw like i think i saw one of them all the way through because I don't know why, because that I was outvoted as like to what movie I got to see for some reason. And I decided to go anyway, mm-hmm. um, because I decided to, I guess, not be a spoiled sport and say, if you're going to watch this friggin' fifth, like fifth movie in the series, it was like Prisoner of Azkaban. It's like fifth movie in a series that I haven't even seen for the first one of, and I'm going to go see this and I don't want to watch it anyway. And I'm then like, now I'm forced. Yeah. To but did it like through it? But I doubt it really made any difference. Well, but it, it in some ways it didn't like it wouldn't have mattered to me if people weren't always like going like, oh, so that's why this and this. And I'm like, uh, and like part of it is like people maybe felt a little obligated for me to know why certain things were important. And some of it was like, I just shut up. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, but and there was so much stuff. It was just like, like. I can't remember. There's something like this one had like a werewolf. Stuff. It was like so obvious, like from the rear, it's like, oh my God, this guy's a fucking werewolf and uh-huh. all this other bullshit. Like I already, like I seen three minutes of this movie. I know nothing about the series as a whole. And I already know everything that's going to happen like three minutes in. Yeah. And then, and, I, and then I just like have to sit and wait for it to, to like resolve everything that I know is going to happen. I'm just like, uh, yeah, no, that's every movie though. <laughs> And that's like this, the, the overarching plot as well as that. Like once they start actually getting to like introducing uh, like anything that's happening in that in that movie, because it takes a couple of books for them to actually like start to like, OK, like here's some pieces to the dumb thing that we're going to do. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it's good for kids because like it is so predictable that it, like makes them feel smart for like figuring stuff out when they get to that point and like if you're a child i guess that's okay but like when you're like 30 years old and never read the books when you were younger which i probably would have been like 20s 
anyway yeah. when the books come out. So then like not like and not like I still wouldn't have been like clearly able to predict what was happening, but yeah. Yeah. That that's why that's why I say like I understand why kids would enjoy these books. Yeah. Um I don't really know why it grabbed so many people's attention who were like already in their late teens whenever they were coming out. But yeah, because they're just they're just really somewhat pandering and, and also just kind of I just couldn't get into like the whole wizard thing and I I don't really care about like a lot of the magic stuff that they do. I thought a lot of that was pretty lame and just ended up being ways for them to excuse reasoning or logic or anything as just like, oh, magic. <laughs> well, you've got like, you, part, part of it is when everybody's a wizard, you have like a pretty much clear, permanent deus ex machina to solve any problem. Exactly. Like at any point in time. Like, so, you, yeah, <laughs> I mean. There, there's literally nothing, you, no problem you can't write yourself out of because... Anybody can just cast any spell all of a sudden and solve a problem. Right. And it, or or they'll have any kind of magical artifact and they're like, like, this is the thing that does exactly the thing you need it to at exactly the right time. <clears throat> Here you go. And then they're like, oh, I wonder when I need to use this. Oh, the time that I needed to use it. Got it. And that's what I did. And that's exactly what happened. See, <clears throat> uh, I guess and at least with Lord of the Rings, like the wizard like fucks off for like two thirds of the movie. And, and he's not even that great of a wizard, right? <laughs> yeah. He casts like three spells or something. Yeah, seriously, like the whole thing. It's like he knocks, he like whomps a dude on the head to cure his like weird possession. Yeah. And then like he makes like a beam of light one time to stop a wraith. And, I, and then like that's it. And then I yeah. guess he fights the Balrog. I guess and he can like talk to the moths and the birds and stuff. Yeah. But... Yeah, he never. Yeah, he never just like. I don't know. Make, uh, well, I mean, a hippie with it, a flashlight could have replaced him for like half the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, and that's uh, another thing is like a lot of the a lot of like the wizard fight stuff that ends up happening in the movie ends up being kind of Dragon Ball like, and they're just sort of shooting energy bolts or balls at each other, and like sometimes they get hit, and sometimes they just like get you know struck by something and wounded or sometimes they explode into a mist or whatever if they're not a named character are you talking about like the the you're talking about harry potter. i'm talking about harry potter again yeah, yeah yeah and so so all of that stuff it's like okay like like a lot of this is just like how do you how was that written in the book like and then and then and then gerald uh shoots uh shoots his wand at uh snavius and snavius dodges it but then snavius shoots his wand at laramie and laramie gets hit and he explodes and then please never write a book <laughs> that's that was uh not good <laughs> well i mean that's that's me like recalling the scene and i don't i don't know because i think feel like some of those books are like seven thousand pages so so there's, there's got to be something in there there's right? definitely some description of some kind of action happening in there, I'm sure. Ugh. But I don't, I don't know. And I'm sure people hearing us complain would say like, oh, the books are a thousand times better, which. Yeah. But it's like, if I already know the story, I don't want to read them now. Yeah. Also, I. OK. I I still don't agree that the book is better because you have to read the book. <laughs> yeah. Because like I watched the, the Hobbit movie uh -huh. and there was all kinds of action and it was exciting. 
And that one, okay, I didn't read the book. Technically, I listened to the whole thing like an audiobook. Uh-huh. But I listened to that whole damn audiobook. And that took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it was really boring crap. Like, here's like a like a five minutes on describing like the woods on top of the mountain. And now we're going to spend, like, there was literally at least 30 minutes of that audiobook that was just singing. The fucking musical, the book. Like, that book was a musical. It was way better as a movie. That book was way better as a movie. Okay. <laughs> I still think the cartoon's great. The cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> You've got those, like, uh, Everything looks like it's Thundercats animation. It's great. Gollum looks like suspiciously like Slive. Yeah, like goblins, like all the goblins, I thought like looked way more like toads in that. Like, and I don't, I don't, I don't know like when. I'm not exactly sure at what point. Uh the goblin like the the look that goblins have now because like everybody's got pretty much a consistent look for goblins these days do they i mean it's pretty consistent i guess i just don't really look at like oh you're talking about the like the like shriveled cross between like uh uh like a martian uh it's a green it's like a green like warty skinny elf yeah. Is pretty much what everybody thinks goblins look like these days. Yeah. The and, goblins from like Warcraft is like the goblins. Yeah. I mean, like on the Magic the Gathering cards. Like, yeah. It's like it's pretty consistent. Like, pretty consistent look. And they obviously don't look like that in like the, the Lord of the Rings movies and stuff because they had human actors playing them. And so they had to look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And then like orcs. Again, are like the World of Warcraft orcs, which pretty much minus like the enormously oversized shoulders that all World of Warcraft characters have, like the work, the World of Warcraft orcs and like the orcs in the Lord of the Rings movies. Pretty much everybody has that same concept for orcs now. Yeah. So, And I still like and not fully understanding what the difference between goblins and orcs are in fucking Lord of the Rings lore, because... I feel like they literally call them the same thing sometimes. Like sometimes it's sometimes it's it's like sometimes they call them goblins and sometimes they call them orcs. Well, you could always look it up in the Silmarillion. Ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> you could always look it up on Lord of the Rings wiki or whatever. Yeah, like I know I know the difference between Uruk High and they're like the like big like lineman football player orcs, but mm-hmm. like you know, like are the things that they ran into like under. Moria were those orcs or were they goblins? Those are goblins. Those are the wait, yeah, goblins. It's just like orcs. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're probably smaller. <laughs> are orcs only uruk high? No. What the hell? Uh, where where did they run into orcs that weren't those in any of the movies? Orcs that aren't uruk high? Yeah. The that was most of the orcs actually. The uruk high were the were. Uh, they look just like goblins. Maybe I'm just a racist because I think orcs <laughs> and goblins look the same. Yeah, probably. Okay. 
Um, well, let's change topics. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. That's my segue. Let's, or should I say, <laughs> let's switch topics. Oh. There you go. There's a segue. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to edit that first one out and replace it with that one. You'll forget to. I will. And I listen to all of these as I edit. I know. And you'll be like editing and you'll hear yourself tell yourself to edit it out. And then you still won't do it. Yeah. Because I'll be like, like uh, uh, it's easier not to. It really is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the Nintendo Switch, that's a thing. That's the new console. And it's the console that everybody said it was going to be. I don't. What does that mean? Have you not seen the commercial? I see the commercial. Yes. But what what is everyone said it was going to be? And when did they say that? Uh, I feel like it's the rumors started a, a, like at least a year ago mm-hmm. that this device was going to be a handheld, a uh, either a dockable handheld or some kind of like console handheld hybrid device. Mm-hmm. And like earlier this year, it was like that somebody had said that it was going to run on like like flash based yeah. carts instead of any kind of like disc yeah. or something like that. Okay, so I don't know who should say their opinions on this first, you or me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you go. You go. Mine's probably going to be like the worst. I'm going to I'm going to like totally be terrible <laughs> because I feel like it's just the worst of both worlds. It's like a console that's not going to be technologically as good as other consoles because it has to be able to also be this portable thing Mm -hmm. and it's a handheld with a giant ass screen that's not a fucking phone and doesn't have a touch screen well we don't know that it doesn't have a touch screen nobody touched the screen the entire time they were playing with that thing in the whole like promo video but still make it a damn phone nintendo where's your nintendo phone because for seriously like i'm not going to buy another handheld thing that can't answer a phone call like ever again i never have i've never bought a handheld device Mm -hmm. um the last one i got was the ds yeah because that one i could play a cool multiplayer game on (laughs) on a console (laughs) with it well but then you ended up playing other stuff with it well, yes, because you could also play surgery games on it. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are excited about it, mm-hmm. but I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Like, I don't think unless the doc. Unless the doc has some kind of like. Additional GPU or something in it then uh yeah it's going to be this um uh like an underwhelming console offering again uh and then uh, and then also a handheld thing but maybe it's just because i don't love smash brothers and mario kart which is why i just like have given up on nintendo because yeah i don't I, well, it, it's a combination for me. It's a combination of like. I've never felt the like the need to, to play those games, but also on the last two consoles that they made, the 
the interface for any first party thing was something I never wanted to take part in. Like I didn't want to use the Wiimote to control Zelda. I didn't want to use the gamepad ever. But and then also like the Mario game that they released on the Wii U I wasn't interested in and then and then there was like very little support for that console just in general like top to bottom that that was just not a supported console so was there a Zelda game for Wii U like the best part of it too it's like Zelda was like the la- like the only Nintendo game that I really like wanted to play like yeah and, and like when was the last time you played a Zelda Twilight I Prince. played Twilight Princess and I was like ugh this is this is just like I mean, it was just another 3D Zelda with, like, really crappy... Like, all the new tools were just, here, use this tool literally for one dungeon and you're done. Well, and then there was all the dogs. It was... it was Yeah, it was like, but, we added this feature that, that I hate, and, like, all of the new weapons and stuff were, like, only useful one time in, in one dungeon, and the rest of it was just, you know, kind of more of the same. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of fell off the the bandwagon as well with uh, Nintendo around the Wii U or around the Wii. And. But this thing, like, I guess the thing that this has going for it for me is it has a standard controller interface uh-huh. and they're actually showing games from like like Skyrim or um, some of the other stuff that they had in that trailer. And it's like, oh, okay. They're trying to make a console that can actually play video games instead of playing Nintendo software. Mm-hmm. Um, the weird thing to me is how I just found their commercial just very strange <laughs> because of their, it was, it felt more like, like all of the kind of B-roll people doing stuff footage seemed like it could have just as easily been uh some kind of um pharmaceutical commercial uh for something <laughs> rather than a you know <laughs> what <laughs> you know just like people like smiling and walking into like just like walking around their apartment or like going into groups and like Hey, we're we're just we're just regular people having fun. Uh, I don't have to deal with my ailment at all because of this thing. Mm-hmm. And but it was so weird, like the use cases they were showing for this that this device. Like there was a couple of guys who were just like, "I'm playing it at home. I'm also playing it on the bus." And yeah. then there was all there was the weird like, "I was playing basketball and now I'm not playing basketball. I'm playing the virtual basketball." Yeah, and and then also like. <laughs> The one that everybody has like just picked apart is the is the uh, I'm playing some game like Animal Crossing or something at home. And then I look across or the lady looks across in the window and there is a lady waving her over like, hey, we're having a rooftop party. And she says to herself, yes, and I will I will come over and I will take my device (laughs) with me and, and play and play Nintendo game at this rooftop party. Maybe that just happens a lot more in Japan than it does in America. <laughs> Maybe people you just get go to randomly a party. waved over by strangers to her, to their rooftop, and you take like your most expensive piece of electronics with you. I guess I'll just 
I guess I'll just go have dinner with Cheryl and my Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But let's be honest. The the real the real use case 90% of the time is going to be somebody playing at their TV and then they pick it up and then go play it while they poop. Yeah. You know, that like I thought that might be like That's that's what it is. It's the it's the it's the game that you don't have to st- that you don't have to stop playing while you poop. Or it's the, uh, like, I'm going to, like, the thing people did, ended up doing with the Wii U, which is just, I'll just play it on the controller and, like, play it while I'm in bed before I go to sleep. And then, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Um, or the alternative use case is it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there and nobody ever plays it. But you bought it. And now it's just docked forever, never to be turned on again. And then you go sell it later whenever the new Xbox comes out. Yeah. And you're, you, you you take it to GameStop and you're like, I don't know why I bought this. It, you know, the Zelda game looked really fun. We're not taking Switches anymore. Ugh. Yeah. But, you know, with all that said, the Zelda game does look fun. That's the open world Zelda, right? Yeah. Okay. So you have to get the Switch for that. It's also on the Wii U. Okay. But. You st- I would still have to get that console. Yeah. Because I. Because most people don't own a Wii U. They have to either get a Wii U or a Switch. <laughs> to play Zelda. But yeah, apparently it's just some like NVIDIA hardware. Uh, Android based um os thing on there so yeah it's just the uh what's what's the other thing the shield tablet yeah it's just it's just a it's just a modified shield yeah so it is (laughs) that was my first thought (laughs) did they just like have a whole like uh warehouse full of shield tablets and they're like what the hell do we do with this that would, hey, be a, that, would be, that would be a good way to like sell like all of the shield like hardware and stuff and just like <laughs> put it into like a new like package or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that with controllers that you can slide onto the side. Yeah. Because of how really like there's just designing those like slip on controllers and then like making a new frame for that shield hardware or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I haven't actually looked to see what the specs are on the shield tablet versus like the NX, but I'd be curious to see if they're actually like very in any, any way close. Yeah. And then I would also begin to wonder how easy it would be to just crack that and run that software on a shield. <laughs> just tur- turn your shield into a switch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There'll be, there'll be guides on the internet later. Yeah, I'm sure once that thing For the launches, two people who own a shield, you can turn it into a switch. Yeah. See? So, you know, I there there it is. <laughs> I do have that shield console and it's actually a pretty decent little emulator machine. Yeah. But uh um what else have we got? What else? What else? Come up with a good segue for something something. Spe- speaking speaking of segways. Uh, seg- se- yeah. Yes. Tra- speaking of transitions and 
What? <laughs> There's something you're trying to tell me? Do you like, how do you like Westerns? How do I like Westerns? Yeah. Are you trying to talk about Red Dead Redemption? Yeah. Um, the only Western theme game that I recall ever playing was Wild Arms 3. Which was like an RPG with sort of a Western. That was a tactics RPG, right? I don't know if it was. It wasn't. I don't think it was fully tactics. It was still more like the like this pain of enemies versus this pain of heroes. You know, like oh. on one side. But it had more. It had like a a weird kind of. I think it had like a not exactly an eight and like an action point system. It was more like a bullet point system. Because it was like certain guns. That was what it was. He was like certain guns. Like this gun could have this much ammo. And it did this much damage. And so they had like. And I think you could modify guns. And so like the amount of like stuff you could do. Was based on any bullets you had. And then you had to reload. Mm -hmm. I don't fully remember it. It was pretty fun when I played it. It was definitely like interesting enough. That it wasn't just like. Like typical like old school JRPG. Hit the attack mode every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the gun modification had some interesting stuff. And so like, that was like, kind of like what made some of the characters different. Like this guy's got like a friggin', you know, machine gun and this guy's got a, like a six shot revolver. And then this guy's got like a really high damage, you know, two, two, two bullet shotgun kind of thing. Okay. Um, so that's what I remember about it anyway. Well, speaking of Westerns, Red Dead Redemption's getting a sequel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am, like, watching Westworld. Have you seen that? I watched the 70s movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Because I was... I wanted to... I wanted to watch that before I watched the TV show. Mm hmm But, yeah, I'm planning on watching the TV show with my roommate, but we've agreed that we're just gonna, like, wait till this season is done and just, like, watch through the whole season. Yeah. Just, um... Luckily, unlike Game of Thrones, nobody's talking about it on Facebook. <laughs> Or freaking Walking Dead. Yeah, I guess. Yes, everyone has spoiled Walking Dead this season. Oh. Who was the guy that got smashed with the bat? <laughs> yeah, so the 70s movie's pretty great. Mm -hmm. It's got Yule Brenner in it. I can only picture him from The King and I right now, so. He looks about the same. <laughs> but, he's, but he's playing like a a robot Old West outlaw character yeah. so yeah that movie uh the screenplay so the movie came out in 73 and screenplay was by michael crichton hmm. yeah so before there was a famous movie about a theme park gone awry there was a less <laughs> famous movie about a theme park gone awry <laughs> yes then he was like what if this was dinosaurs that'd be even more interesting <laughs> robots Robots are pretty tired, but dinosaurs, there's, that's where the real money is. Yeah. Apparently that's kind of a, like, I haven't read all like much of his books, uh, but there's a, there's, that's apparently kind of a theme with him and his, in his writing is let me take science and then just make it the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I want to do something that's positive for mankind. Now, yeah, now it's now it's all bad. Now everything bad happened. That could happen with that. 
Except for Congo. You wrote Congo? Yes. How was that not about... Well, I, what was... Yeah, I guess... What was the science in that? The, okay, okay. So I so that was that was one of the few things like like of all the fucking things that I've actually read the book on. Uh huh. Like Congo is one of the things that I read the book on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but part possibly, of it, okay. possibly the most boring Michael Crichton movie. Yeah, yeah. It was like a terrible Michael. It was a terrible movie. Like like friggin'. Tim Curry could not save that movie. Oh, man, I forgot Tim Curry was in that movie. Yeah, he was like weird, evil Indiana Jones or some shit. Like, <laughs> uh, And it was funny because they took like they took that movie. It was funny. They, they And they took like all of the boring science out of that movie. Mm-hmm. And so it just became basically Blood Diamond. But we're going to try and steal diamonds from apes just for money. And like that was a hundred percent like not like all again. Okay, so I'm gonna say the movie was still better because it only takes ninety minutes of your life (laughs) versus however fucking long it took for me to read that damn book. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, movie's still way better. Yeah, but all I remember from that movie is the Amy, Amy, bad gorillas. (laughs) Amy, sad, sad. Amy, we're doing like really bad miming of. Sign, sign language. language right now is it really miming of sign language because sign yes is because mime. we're mimicking it we're not actually signing okay <laughs> <We're> just... <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but this is what i will say is all of the motivation for everything that that happens was removed from the movie that's kind of a hard sell right yeah like <laughs> well no because basically... so what are they what are they doing in this movie well, in the book, let me tell you, in the book, it was very different. But in the movie, they, well, they go to a place with bad gorillas. In the movie, it was like, literally, it was, it was evil Indiana Jones. Tim Curry is like, I want you to come with me to help me steal diamonds from monkeys. Bring your sign language monkey to tell the monkeys to stop killing us or some shit. I don't even remember exactly. So wait, Tim Curry knew that there were bad monkeys there? I'm pretty sure. I... I don't know. I don't it's like, look, exactly. I know where there's just a ton of diamonds, but there's all these monkeys for us. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to just shoot the monkeys. Right. But didn't they just shoot the monkeys? Yeah, but that didn't, I mean, it didn't stop them. Oh. Like, there were still lots of monkeys. Um, More monkeys than bullets. Yeah. Or gorillas or whatever. But, but yeah, it was like, so... In the book, there's all kinds of explanations. It's like a whole like like these. Di- this wasn't just any old diamond, regular diamonds. There were like some kind of like special like blue, like argon blue or some some kind of chemical in them. Blue diamonds, and that made them really great. There was like this long, super long, boring, long, uh, long explanation about the science of like why those diamonds were important for like industrial use like in computers or some crap uh-huh and so that made them like super valuable for industrial use and they're also like super rare and they don't know how to like fabricate them cold fusion worked but only if you use these blue diamonds <clears throat> it was something that was something about like this because this book was written like in the 90s like uh-huh. like to make computers like 
twice as fast as they currently are. Like, you uh. need to have these special diamonds. Which is clearly, now that we're living in this era, like, total bullshit. Because our phones are more powerful than the book, than, than the computers were when that book was written. And they'd have no diamonds in them. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. There may be lots of monkey blood on our hands. We're not, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I think there is a lot of monkey blood on our hands. <laughs> Thanks to the iPhones and whatnot. Uh, yeah. All those rare earth minerals. <laughs> yes. Those are the, those are the real blue diamonds. <laughs> um, so there was that. That was why they wanted to go get those diamonds. The reason that they went, they wanted to, to have Amy, the gorilla, come with them was because Amy, the gorilla, was a descendant of the gorillas that lived in that area. Oh, then, she's not just some sign language gorilla. No. She's not any sign language gorilla. Yeah. She's, she's a- not any old sign language gorilla. She's a gorilla that's her ancestors had been from that part of the region. Mm. And there was, again, a super long, boring science explanation about how memories are somehow handed down genetically through DNA because Amy would, like, do these paintings and stuff that resembled like the jungles and stuff of that area even though she'd never lived there she was like born in captivity oh okay some kind of ancestral DNA. but yeah like somehow yeah but basically because yeah so because she could communicate with humans and was familiar with that area it was important that the scientists and stuff come with her and she would be like a guide for them in that area oh okay yeah wow i have no idea why the gorillas were like white or any of that. I think there may have been again another some boring explanation about that, but I don't remember. But it's, yeah, it's like ugh. Michael Crichton is too like Tolkien, as in it's like his like super long boring parts are like these pointless scientific descriptions of things, and then like Tolkien's super long boring parts are like these pointless descriptions of like landscapes and things or it's songs. Like, yeah, it's like we're gonna spend five like. We spent like half a day, you know, traipsing through this part of the woods, but we're going to spend like a chapter describing this part of the woods. Yes, yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> yes, back to Congo. Red Dead Redemption, obviously. <laughs> that's where we got. Oh, jeez. Did you ever play the first one? No, it was too much gun shooting. That, it's a... What? <laughs> Did you have to aim with a controller? Kind of. Yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm out. You you've lost me. Okay. I I have all I have like all but the latest console requiring Uncharted's. I still haven't gotten through any of them. Like again, I almost died in the gun shooting to t- part of the tutorial. Yeah. Of the very first one, and it's like okay, the guy's running around in the boat where I'm supposed to like learn how to shoot and aim with this gun. Like I'm almost dead. So. I imagine there's probably going to be parts that are harder than this, and so fuck it. I'm just throwing all this shit in the trash. All right. Well, that was a great conversation about Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Again. <laughs> there's really not actually all that much more to talk about for that game, because mm-hmm. they didn't really show anything outside of, like, scenery and characters. This is the third one, though, right? Yes. Okay. Because you keep calling it 2, or were you talking about the game? No, because that's what it's called, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, right. Because the first one was called Red Dead something else. Revolver. Yeah. Okay. 
and had <clears throat> almost nothing to do with the sequel and also played completely differently because that one was more like a weird shooting gallery and then turned into like a quick draw simulator thing. <laughs> the second one was just GTA on a horse, right? Yeah. Okay. Grand Theft Horse. Grand Theft Horse was that one. Yeah. And uh Grand Theft Horse plus like Mountain Lion Mauling. Uh there was a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. Um Which I assume they just stole from Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, the the mountain lines are a little sneakier than they are in Oblivion. <laughs> in Oblivion, they were just ran a thousand miles an hour and uh-huh. would chase you across the entire friggin' continent. Yeah, you'd not escape them. So yeah, this one they do. They're more like like stalk your stalk you the prey and then pounce on you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to play like like again if I didn't have to shoot a gun. If it was like I could swing a sword or something like. I would love to play a game where the enemy will also like try to stealth kill you because like I I mean like I'm still okay I am I think I'm on the very last mission of Fallout 4 okay but like that game like you can be stealthy all over the place but nobody ever sneaks up on you like it's always like a hundred percent obvious when somebody's like found you or coming after you because it's just like well, yeah, because it goes into combat mode. Yeah, the music changes. There's giant clunking robot sounds as the robot comes after you. Yeah. Like, I would love to have a game where, like, somebody's like, is lying in wait and surprises you and stuff. <laughs> like, <clears throat> a stealth game where, uh, like, you're not the only one sneaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because this thing, it's like, it's always like, you know, you, you're... You're like sneaking up to the thing, and somebody goes, "Huh?" And then it's like he's just like, and like alerts the entire like village or whatever the hell, you know. And so then you got like a thousand people that are like all just like screaming, rampaging towards you. And so you, pretty much all you have to do at that point is just hide, because they're all like so noisy and obvious that you just hide until they stop caring that that they just saw a murderer in their midst. Like, like I know just five minutes ago, there was a guy that murdered somebody, but we're all as a group collectively going to decide to not care about that right now anymore. (laughs) Just like real life. Uh (laughs) I know our friend's dead, but I'm pretty sure that guy's gone. I mean, I know we saw him duck behind that that wall. But by the time, like, I mean, I almost got to that that corner of the wall, like, where he just ducked behind, but I just decided to stop caring because enough time had passed and I'm over it, like, right before I got to the wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm sh- Maybe he'll show up. Later. I know he definitely walked into that closet and shut the door. But the door is shut, so he does not exist anymore in my worldview. Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> Maybe everybody's just got, like, infant object permanence. <laughs> so, that's what it is. So they're just like, it's just a big game of peekaboo. <laughs> like, and that's why they're so alarmed. It's like, oh, God, a human exists. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. And then you run around the corner and they're like, shit. <laughs> 
just blinked out of existence. How did he do that? It's magic. It's like he doesn't. And then you pop out again and you're like, oh, oh, he's back. He's real again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That explains so much. <laughs> This guy, this guy looks just like that last guy. <laughs> but now he's ducked behind. Oh, and he went just the way, just like the last one. <laughs> just as yeah. quickly as he appeared, he was gone. <laughs> we never saw him again. There's another guy. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, they also all have like, Hive mind communication skills. Yeah, everybody always knows, don't they? Yeah. Everybody knows where you are at the same time instantly. Nobody's got a radio. At least not that I can tell. No. And I don't think the super mutants would even be able to use them with their giant, like, paws. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and they're they're also kind of dumb. That and I don't think, like, their dogs could understand human language to know, like, He's literally at coordinate, like, B-17. Now, the dogs, the mutant dogs, do howl when they see you sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that that's, like, one thing that could have been utilized for that. Yeah, but, but like, how does the one that's, like, on the third story in a closet also uh, know where you are? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You can hear everybody in a, in a building <laughs> in that game, so... <laughs> Unless it loads, it has a load screen. Yeah, yeah. If it's in a different <laughs> zone or whatever, technically, then you can't hear them through the walls. But if you're in the same, if you're in the same zone, then it doesn't matter. Like inside, outside, everything sounds the same. Yes. Um, yeah, you can hear a silenced gun fire from a quarter mile away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if it misses you, uh, and you just hear the like, they're like ricochet on the ground. Then you can turn to exactly where the guy shot from and pinpoint sh and like shoot him back. Yes. Um, oh, oh, uh, actually, uh, so anyway, that the, the weird hive mind thing reminded me of like some of the video I've seen for the new Mafia game, Mafia 3. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's a game that takes place in the 70s, 70s, maybe mid 60s. Um, it's like just after just after Nam or something like that. Like you mm -hmm. play a Vietnam vet, uh, but not like the not like you don't have like you have all you're your not limbs. like all shell shocked. Yeah, you, ha you have all your limbs. You're not shell shocked. You're you were. Yeah. OK, um, so you're not you're, you're Forrest Gump, not Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, but like a black Forrest Gump. So you're Bubba Gump. Yeah, his name wasn't Gump. Whatever, you're Bubba. Yeah. I forget what his real name was. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're that guy. Less shrimp involved. In shrimp. Less. I don't know that because it is in Louisiana. Oh, my gosh. You're freaking Bubba. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> OK. OK, so you play as Bubba. And uh, but like one of the things that they do is like civilians in order to report a crime have to run to the nearest phone. And like there's pay phone stations set up so you smash all the phones before your crime spree well i don't think you can smash a phone what well okay what a sandbox world is this it's not a very good one apparently it's actually super super buggy you can't just like you have cars you can steal right you, can, you can't just run over all the phone booths it's probably one of those things where if you try to run over a phone booth you'd wreck up the car more than you with the phone booth <laughs> like real life yeah uh -huh. 
And uh, <laughs> the, the old like, like 60s. 90s, the old 1960s, like 7,000 pound boat of a car. <laughs> yeah. The, is like, not old, going to take out a take out a wooden phone booth. The all steel muscle car <laughs> like is just going to crumble <laughs> under the, the impact of the phone booth. Anyway, what you can do, though, is just punch these people in the back of the head before they get to the phone booth. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then they're just out. They're like, oh, and they get a little phone icon over their head, and you can just run up behind them, just go bop. I'm just imagining you playing this game, and there's gonna be like a pile of bodies like just around surrounding a phone booth. Okay, so yes, but <laughs> but I haven't played it, and also somebody already made a video of that. Uh-huh. And so And it was basically like he punches one guy in a phone booth and then another guy runs over to that phone booth. Right. And they're like, I've got to tell the police. And then take so him out. You, yeah. yeah. And so then he's just like punching people and stacking bodies in this phone booth to see how many people he can get in a phone booth at a time. Just and, like the uh, 60s. Yeah, just like the 60s. How many people can you get in the phone booth? Yeah. But this time they're unconscious and if they could wake up, they would report you for murder or something. Yeah, so... Oh man, it's so great! Like, there's just videos of people like making these piles of humans, and uh, and what what's double funny about that to me is that like one of the big themes of this game is like racism and how like you know all of these white people think think you know they think black people are up to no good, and here you are playing this black guy who's just a murderer, who's <laughs> just like murdering all the white people, <laughs> and it's like yeah, I mean yeah, like. This guy specifically, he's up to no good. So, so basically, you're just like your job in this game is to set like civil rights back like fifty years. Because <laughs> the whole goal of the game is to murder white people. Now, the white people are bad, right? The white people so, are bad, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but also like. Like it's definitely like a means justify the ends sort of thing with this game because it's you're you're totally not taking the like the like uh, Martin Luther King approach to like solving these issues. It's it's definitely- right. You're not just gonna like march to Selma and get fire hose. You're punching people in the back of the head so they can't report you. <laughs> yeah, you're punching people, or <laughs> or just like running people over or like blowing things up or you know any of you're like. Robbing from store f- stores that are actually mob fronts, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right then. But but the white people are definitely unjustifiably afraid of you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that point, at that point, it's like that's definitely not a race thing. That's like a this guy's just going on a killing spree kind of thing. So yeah, like yeah. they are right to hate you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I, it's one of those uh, like um, to me, it's one of those uh, things that a lot of these open world games have, which is that uh, incongruous uh, like narrative versus gameplay sort of thing. Uh, what was it? Ludo narrative dissonance. Uh-huh. Is, a, is a fancy word that I've heard for that. It's like you're supposed to be a good guy, but yeah, like you've got this, you've got this plot line that's happening, and yet the gameplay doesn't really reflect you, your character, in the same way that the narrative does. Yeah. Well, I mean, friggin', that's every Bethesda game, right? Like, 
You're supposed to be like the savior of the world, except you can also just walk into a village and murder every single person that lives there. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're not going to save the world. <laughs> well, and also all of these things are just like <laughs> prophecies, right? So they, it only <laughs> if you choose to not fulfill the prophecy, then it's like, I guess I proved your religion wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Take that video game religion. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's it, you know, it's uh, it's like all of the like GTA's four and five have the same issue where the where most of the main characters are just like, oh, I don't want to get back into this crime game again. And then like, you take to it like a fish to water. Yeah. And like <laughs> and, and like the gameplay kind of encourages you to just like fire rockets into 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 a crowd of people and stuff and it's like yeah also well also you can commit like five murders just trying to figure out how to drive the car at the beginning of the game you can commit five murders just trying to drive with their terrible driving model that's what i'm saying it's like like, just driving the car you've already killed three people yeah yeah (laughs) it's like this car is too hard to keep on the road and there's pedestrians everywhere good luck (laughs) Or like it's a high speed chase because I didn't brake fast enough and the cop hit me. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons I like the the. I think that like the Saints Row games, like two through four, got the, like they're the only ones that actually kind of connect the narrative to just like how insane the gameplay is. Because in that game, every 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 uh, NPC refers to the boss which is your character as basically a crazy person like some insane person who's like kills people like with no regard and does insane stuff and it's like yep okay okay Uh like finally you've got you've got a device that works for for open world like sandbox crime game yeah well like even friggin i don't know like even batman can get like a little Oh, especially, especially uh, Arkham Knight. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm going to ram you with my car off a bridge. Like, I am, I'm, in a, I'm in a Batmobile and I just run through this like crowd of people and it tases them like 50 feet into the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, or even, but even like the ones before that, it's like, I'll, I'll like throw a battering at this thing that like explodes and really you're just going to be unconscious. Oh yeah, after or like, like being next to an explosion that almost killed me, and I'm Batman, and I'm in armor, and you're just in like an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, or <clears throat> I'm gonna uh, plant explosives two feet away from you, and then blow you up, and you're unconscious now. You're unconscious now. <laughs> the chunks of wall just flew really fast into your face balls. Or you walked over it, and so now your legs are gone because they've been exploded with plastic explosives. Not just any plastic explosives, like Batman grade plastic explosives. <laughs> Batman grade that will that will like that will destroy these walls, you know. <laughs> but but it's like, yeah, he's fine. Sure, you know, he took some air. He got some. He got some air, but he's good. He's good. He's just unconscious. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's with the batman games it's it's best to not think about like like how how non-lethal he was yeah because i could non-lethally kick a guy off a building 
Yeah. Well, usually they had stuff set up so that he wouldn't actually fall off the building. Uh, sometimes he fell off the building. Sometimes it was a really tall building. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I knocked a few people off of like. Uh, yeah. In like Arkham City, like off of those things. And it's like, yeah, like off the building, or off a boat into like the icy water. Yeah. It's like that's 10 stories. You didn't survive that one. Mm. <laughs> it's like does the game have fall damage yes did he take fall damage yes he's dead yeah (laughs) that's it that's all there is to it (laughs) now to figure out how to get this damn riddler trophy oh it's bugged thanks arkham origins um yeah uh oh i played a game called hyper light drifter is it it's not about acid is it about space no it's a it is a it's the best zelda game i've played this year i'll say it like that (laughs) okay um it's vaguely like zelda in that it's kind of an isometric top-down sort of uh you've got a you've got a, a sword and you've got a gun Although you can get different kinds of guns, and uh, and you there's some va- some so- sort of RPG sort of stuff to it, um, but you kind of wander around this world and go to different areas and fight monsters and fight like five bosses, and uh, so like the 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 world map is broken into this like like sort of cross plus sign shape. And at each like apex of that those things is is a boss. And so yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's uh it's got some really like fast paced combat where you can like buy these different moves, like uh like you start with like you can just do a three hit slash combo and then you can do like a dash. Uh uh like kind of a ninja dash sort of thing. And then you can like shoot your your gun and it's like a single shot like pistol and you have ammo for the gun, but you recharge the ammo by doing melee attacks. Mm. And so all of these these different enemies have like different health bars amounts and stuff. And they'll they'll also do like a variation of like melees and and other things. And so and ranged attacks, Um, but you can get upgrades to your weapons and moves for things like. Uh, now, whenever I slash, it like reflects projectiles. Or now my dodge, like I can do like a double or a chain dodge, if I keep like pressing the dodge button in the right timing. Uh, or if I hit the, if I get this other ability, I can hit the dodge and the slash button, and I'll like ninja dash through enemies and like just like kill all of the enemies that are in my dash range, kind of thing. I feel like that's more of a samurai dash. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, also, but like uh, the I think the music's all right. And like visually, it's it looks kind of like. Um, out of this world, like mm-hmm. that game, uh, like the opening cinematic has some of that that rope rotoscope sort of look to it. Uh, but it's pretty neat. I think you would enjoy it. Um, Is it a PC or console or what's it for? It's both. 
I played it on Steam. Got it for really cheap. Um, you can play it with controller or keyboard and mouse. And yeah, it's really fun. Um, Oh, have you seen uh what else? New new thing. Have you seen Luke Cage yet? No, I've not seen Luke Cage. That's pretty good stuff. I yeah. Like well, I liked it. I think you'll like it because you kind of like the old seventies, like sort of it's got a little bit of like the seventies black exploitation kind of feel to it. Okay. So I think because of that, you'll probably get really into like the style of it. Because Luke Cage originally was just a black exploitation character. Um, I get. I mean, he's from the '70s, right? Yeah, like he was just a guy with like an afro, and he might have been a private detective, but yeah, like he didn't even have superpowers initially. Yeah, how long did it take for him to become like Power Man? Then, like, what version was that? Um, I f- I forget. Uh, but I was reading up on him, and yeah, he didn't he didn't get superpowers until. Maybe like the 90s, I think. Hmm. I think like after black exploitation stuff kind of fell out of fashion, they uh, kind of put that on the back burner <laughs> and then uh, and then like they brought him back later and gave him super strength and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I still think you'll like Luke Cage. <laughs> OK, well, I mean, if it's anything... If it's anything like the like like seventies style, like, um, very much, yeah, like the music and the sound effects, mm-hmm. it's like there, it, like some of it, it's very much. <laughs> if I'm watching the nigh invincible shaft, like, then yeah, I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Hmm. I. I don't, I don't I don't really want to spoil it for you too much, but there's like one scene where like a guy fires off like a rocket launcher and he like does this like evil laugh and it's like so like like I it was like almost it was almost a parody, like it was so over the top like yeah. that scene. It like reminded me of freaking black dynamite. Oh god. <laughs> like at that point when the guy like fires that thing off. <laughs> I love black dynamite so much. <laughs> Yeah. Um great. Well, I, all right, I'll have to give it a give it a shot then. Yeah. Cuz if it if it resembles anything at all like Black Dynamite, <laughs> then it'll be it'll be worth the watch. They should have just got Michael Jai White to do that. <laughs> to play that character. Uh-huh. Oh, that'd have been so good. Yeah. He he well, I guess he was a superhero. That didn't turn out too well. Which one? He was Spawn. And that uh, John Leguizamo Spawn movie? Yeah, I never saw that. Oh, man. That movie's rough. <laughs> yeah. But not because of John Leguizamo. He really <laughs> brings it. <laughs> yes. Oh... Okay, well, um, you had an email. Did you need to? I did have an email. email. I did have an email. That's right. Uh, 
Let me pull that up. Also, we'll probably have more emails next time because we'll have lots of people commenting about the Harry Potter stuff. And also the fact that I thought the Congo movie was better than the book. I don't think anybody cares about the Congo movie. Probably true. Or the book at this point. I don't think anybody's really going to try and defend the book. Oh, where is that email? Oh, that's what it was. It was an email about the Green Hornet. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I said he was like probably paid and you said he was like a manslave or something. Yeah. And so he, so <clears throat> this is uh, from Daniel and he says, uh, as I understand it, Cato and Britt Reed have a relationship similar to Han and Chewbacca, kind of a voluntary slavery based on a life debt because uh, Reed saved his life in China or something to that effect. But he also says that Green Hornet was a radio show, movie serials, a TV show, and a comic book. In, in that order. Then the movie. So, yeah. So if it is like a Han and Chewy thing, then, okay. That makes sense. They, they would go on adventures together, just like Han and Chewy. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. Uh, Donald Glover is uh, Lando. Right. See that? Yes, and again, I said, like, the only thing that would be more perfect for him to play would be if they made a the next generation, a new The Next Generation movie, and he played, La, you know, Geordie LaForge. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> if he played, yeah. Yeah, that would be, oh, man. And given how well, like, the new Star Trek series has gone, they might do something like that where they introduce like start introducing next generation characters yeah like, as like young versions of themselves yeah could see that something crazy like that happen yeah start with like the next one we see like a young picard with hair with hair <laughs> played by benedict cumberbatch no <laughs> No, he can't play everything. He can't get all the roles. God. <laughs> Who's a British male actor? Benedict Cumberbatch? That's the only one that exists anymore. He plays every British man now in every movie. Yeah. Jeez. You know, leave room for... Uh, the guy who played... Watson. <laughs> Crap! I know that guy's name, too. Dang it. Martin Freeman. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I could see Martin Freeman as a... Young Patrick Picard. Stern. Young Picard. I don't know. I don't know if he has the gravitas to play that role. No, he's much more of just a... Oh. Oh, I... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. That is not Picard. That's not Picard. Yeah. Oof. I don't know enough British actors. Yeah, you. you have and to... I guess neither do Hollywood casting agents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. How about the guy that like played the Doctor Who in the first like new Doctor Who series? I don't know. That guy was bald. Know. Was he? Yeah, that's all I've got. Sure. <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> You're like, sure. Cast that guy because he's <laughs> not Benedict Cumberbatch and he's bald. That's good enough for me. That checks uh -huh. off the boxes. Checks it off. <laughs> British, bald, not Benedict Cumberbatch. Perfect. You're perfect for the role. Got it. <laughs> there he is. 
How about David Tennant? Did you love him so much? He's your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Have him play Picard. <laughs> that guy's way too lanky. <laughs> but he, yeah, and also. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah, also, he would just. Yeah, he. he no. Mm, no. Maybe he could play Q. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a pretty good Q. There you go. I don't know why whenever I think of Q, I think of like the great kazoo. I guess it's because it's basically the same character. Hello, dum dum. Yeah, but I just wish Q would pop in and say that. <laughs> I know he never did. <laughs> but I so want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know for sure that he never did because I haven't watched every episode of Next Generation or Deep Space Nine or Voyager with Q in it. So <laughs> he, at some point he might have popped. At in some point Dumb he Dumb. might have said hello, Dum Dum. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! I, I, I googled British male actors, and the first one that came up was Idris Elba, and I was like, no, no, that's not gonna work. No, you can't do that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. If people aren't going to go for a black James Bond, they're definitely not going to go for a black Picard. No. Tom Hardy. Tom Tom Hardy's already been in a Star Trek movie. Oh, who was he? He was the bad guy in Nemesis. Oh, yeah, I guess they can't do that. <laughs> Wait a minute. But that was a clone of Picard. Okay. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> there you it all go. comes back around. <laughs> At least I think I got that right. <laughs> if I'm just, I'm pretty sure he was a clone of Picard. That was just like the third guy I saw on the Google. <laughs> Second was Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Why do you hate him? I don't hate Benedict Cumberbatch. He just can't. If <laughs> he just can't be everything, he just can't be everything. He's right. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look up Nemesis. <laughs> Um, yes, he was being a clone. He was a clone of Picard. Okay, yeah. Well, there we go. Now it has to be Tom Hardy. That's it. Just to close that loop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but also Benedict Cumberbatch was already Khan in the Wrath of Khan remake Star Trek. Oh, right, yeah. So there we go. So we've already already ruled him out. He's already he's already already Khan. Uh, Yeah, he can't also be Picard. You taskmaster. <laughs> yes. Ralph Fiennes is the other guy I think that I was thinking of. Oh yeah. Or Fien, I don't know. Fien, I think it's Fiennes. Fiennes, yeah. I'll say it's Fiennes. There we go. Yeah. That guy played the Voldemort. Speaking of Harry Potter, just to yeah. bring that back up. There's some guys that I saw on this list and I'm like, really? They're British? Christian Bale is is British? Uh-huh. Christian Bale's British. Yeah, I did not know that. He's probably the best. I was gonna. I was gonna say British actor that can do an American accent. Yeah, because I totally did not like. I did not realize he was British. Yeah, and then I was gonna joke and say Hugh Laurie's British, but really, if you don't know he's British, come on. <laughs> back back when he did comedies, he was British, and I also didn't know Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, Gary Oldman's British. Yeah, didn't no because he always plays. He's like totally like weirdo characters 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, that's true. Or Jim Gordon. <clears throat> so it's it's okay, either fine. it's Zorg, the guy from Leon the Professional, Jim Gordon, you know. Yeah. That guy's just a good actor. That guy could be young Picard. <laughs> I don't care. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Even though he's like older than, I feel like probably older than, yeah. When Patrick Stewart was. Yeah. When he started, I think, you know, he's just that good. I think he could pull it off. I'm sure he could play 25. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We wouldn't even notice. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Put enough makeup on him. Give give him the old Robert Downey Jr. And, uh, that new Avengers movie treatment. Mm hmm. Ugh. Weird cyber downy jr that was yeah that was so creepy oh my gosh it was like i was like let's open this movie with the uncanny valley and just have you vomit all the popcorn you ate during the previews i'm so glad he was a hologram though because yeah. that kind of like that kind of like puts that sort of in a, in the proper perspective of like yeah even he like even tony stark can't make a perfect hologram of, of young yeah. him oh yeah, at least it wasn't like a flashback scene. Like it was like right. a computer. That's generation. what I, I was like. I was just so like, I was like seriously like shaking. Like this is uncomfortable. This scene has to end. We must get on with the movie. Like, I kind see- of want to see the behind the scenes of that scene, <laughs> that thing though, right? Like, like did they get somebody to be like young Cyber Downey Jr.'s body and then put the weird, you know, like face on top of that thing? Like, ugh, the, the gross mask of young him i don't know it was so creepy isn't it weird how even though we have these actors now who have been actors in films since they were young like Mm -hmm. robert downey jr and bruce willis the people who are making the like fake versions of their face for young versions of them use the the aspects of old version like old face and kind of like youngify it instead of just using the reference of young face <laughs> we have like we have like hundreds of hours of them like on film when they were younger and we don't use that for a reference yeah it's like say. you know you've got robert downey jr from like saint almost fire and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like you could just look at that and model model this face after that face instead of <laughs> trying to unage his current face or like with looper whenever they put all of the prosthetic stuff on joseph gordon levitt but it it, they tried to make him his face look like old bruce willis face instead of trying to make his face look like moonlighting bruce willis face i feel like bruce willis has looked the same for like 35 years though no 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 okay look at look at die hard one and die hard seven and (laughs) and tell me that he hasn't changed considerably all right i did his forehead go like a foot higher? Is well, what definitely. Okay. But also his face just got like a lot more pronounced. Like yeah. he's got a much more pronounced face. Yeah. It's like it just it juts out in places more like lips yeah. and eyebrows. You know, you know, it's really it's really weird. It's like and so I, I've just learned about this. Like it's a Hollywood thing It's like a lot of celebrities take human growth hormone. Do they? Yeah. And that's why they look like such like weird freaks now. Like take a look because like. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is like 187. Yeah. And he still has like this like weird, like tight skinned body and like muscles and his face 
looks like it's been vacuum sealed and it's not like facelift surgery weird it's just weird in a different way but it's human growth hormone it's why he he doesn't look like he's 98 or however the fuck old he is yeah he's, but he just looks kind of weird yeah he does look weird like a little extra veiny but also you're right like it he is kind of like hamburger in a cellophane wrap like there's yeah. something not right about his yeah face. and it's also the same thing with friggin wolverine right like oh yeah he, like i know it was basically after the second x-men he started taking testosterone supplements i guarantee it because i have seen like i i have this familiarity because i've seen it like a lot of gay men do this because they don't want to like you're not allowed to like be old otherwise like you're just you're dead basically <laughs> like so like they'll start taking like testosterone and then like getting really into working out like and so they'll look like a normal person like at 35 and then at 45 they start to look old and then at 50 they look like they're younger than when they were 35 because they've started to take testosterone and work out real crazy and like now they've got like huge muscles and stuff and that's what happened to freaking Wolverine like what's his name because if Hugh you Jackman? Yeah because if you look at him like he's like got just a normal man's body in like the first X-Men but yeah. then if you look at Days of Future Past he's exploded exploded into this like roid freak yeah in that movie well he looked like that in the or like Wolverine Origins movie he just looked like this Yeah but he monster. just got kept getting bigger he got bigger every single movie yeah. And, and then like, finally, like, these are prequels. What the hell? Like, how do you keep, <laughs> like, and I just like, you keep just getting bigger. Like, what the crap? And then, like, and then this last movie, like, he's finally doing, like, he's doing one more movie. Yeah. Uh, Logan or whatever. Yeah. And then that one, he, like, I, I think they just told him, like, okay, you, you, you need to stop taking the pills. And, and then, like, now he looks like he's just lost, like, all of it. Like, he looked, like, so much, like, smaller and, like, normal like old man looking yeah like well he's thing. supposed to look like an old man yeah and i think it was probably literally just stop taking like human growth hormone or whatever the hell and mm. and the testosterone and just let your body like die like it's supposed to <laughs> and now now he looks his age that- <laughs> let your body die like it's supposed to <laughs> seriously look up pictures of sylvester stallone now how he looks right now and it is weird he is like a like a science monster is what he is because he's still like weirdly like huge and muscular yeah it's it's just weird yeah you think uh schwarzenegger is gonna get into that situation because like after you know after all of his like political business like now that he's gonna try to do movies again you think he's gonna try to get sylvester stallone I think probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to be so gross. <laughs> well, and it's it's because apparently, like, we can't, like, America can't produce, like, a decent Actor? action movie oh. star. Yeah. Right? Like, can you name one that's not British? Can I have a hard time just naming good actors these days. <laughs> For not, not even action movie specific? Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Ben- Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah. I think all of our action stars now are superheroes. Uh yeah, I guess so. It's kind of supplanted like the 
the like typical action hero kind of movie. Hasn't yeah, it? like Chris Evans, uh, which he's actually a really good actor. I didn't know that. <laughs> what did you see him in that that he wasn't just like like being shirtless uh he was in this movie with um oh geez what's his name michael shannon he's in a movie with michael shannon called the Iceman, mm-hmm. which is about a 70s uh uh, a guy from the seventies who turned into a hitman, like a contract killer. And so he, Michael Shannon, who, if you don't know who that is, that was the guy who played Zod in man of steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he's, he's also in boardwalk empire, which he's great in boardwalk empire. Um, but yeah, so Chris Evans plays also a contract killer who drives an ice cream truck. And, but like, the first time you see him, you're like, Who th- who's this guy? But he starts talking and you're like, oh, that's Chris Evans. But he's got this like huge, like moppy haircut and just like a big old beard and wears these like big, like 70s, like uh, aviator sunglasses. And you're not really sure that it's him, but he still ha- kind of has the like Captain America build, mm-hmm. uh, like just body type. But like, he's actually really good in that movie. <laughs> Was he also Snowpiercer? He was also in Snowpiercer, yeah. Ugh, that movie was so, like, freaking weird. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, wasn't it Korean? Or made by a Korean... Or Japanese or something. Something, but... Yeah. Yeah. That movie was funny. I, crap. Who played, like, the, like, a horrible, like... The old lady? Yeah. Uh... Not Meryl Streep. Every part of me wants to say Tilda Swinton. <laughs> but I don't know that that was actually who it was. Okay, now look at this. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, it's like his body wants to reject everything that's happening to it. And even his face, even his face is just like pained so much by existing. Ah, oh, geez, his arms, though. Every time I look at this, I uh, the longer I look at it, the worse it is. No. <sighs> yeah, I mean, if you just looked at it from like, if you look at it from a distance, he looks like he's in good shape. And yeah, and you kind of squint at it and you're like, yeah, that's how I remember Sylvester Stallone looking. But yeah. then you look at it closer and you're like, no. No. Yeah. No. He's trying, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, his body's trying to die. And yet yeah. science oh, is holding it together. Here you go. Here's, here's like a three shot of like Rocky, Rambo, and now. Uh, yeah, there's just something. And it's also like the discoloration on everything that's happening there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It was Tilda Swinton. Yeah! <laughs> Which one is she? Is she the one that, like, I can't remember as a female most of the time? Yes. Okay. She's, she's the one that, given the opportunity, plays the, like, genderless thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. The genderless humanoid. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was the one. That was the one that they, like, the gay guy on 
on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, like painted on the back of his truck as like the hot female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Tilda Swinton. Yeah. As his like trucker girl or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was the that was the woman that whenever I watched that movie Constantine and she played uh like Michael, Michael the Archangel or something. Yeah, and then and, and there was the explanation that they like had no gender, and I'm like perfect. <laughs> perfect cast. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I don't know if she picks those roles or if she's just like, yeah, I get it. You know, I've got like the most British face imaginable and i look kind of like maybe an alien yes i know i'm going to play david bowie in his tribute movie oh yeah basically like the yeah she's got Mm -hmm. like she it's gonna be like a voice dub but yeah she'll be like the 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 body and face for david bowie yeah yeah i if there's not already some kind of like picture of her in like the ziggy stardust makeup like I don't know how that doesn't exist. I'm sure you could Google Tilda Swinton Ziggy Stardust. I'm guilty. I'm I'm Googling. I started to I started Tilda Swinton as duh and David Bowie autocompletes. Yes. So there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wait. And there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no question. That's exactly that. Yeah. That's exactly the weird thing is, with all of that makeup, she actually looks more feminine than she does, like, normal. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, wait, here's one of her side-by-side with David Bowie when he was still alive, and they're both wearing the same outfit and have the same haircut. Yeah, and that's just by pure coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 One of them had to change later, and it was not David Bowie. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to name the episode? Uh, I guess uh, Cyber... Cyber Downey Jr.? (laughs) Cyber Downey Jr., I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever I came up with that, I was secretly hoping that you'd also like (laughs) the title of the episode. So, yeah. Okay, great. Perfect. I got one. I think the last, the last two or three episodes have all been yours, but I got that one. All right.